Hi everyone, this is Amanda, back with another episode of Dating Will Be the Death of Me. And today is an episode I'm super excited for. I connected with the Unlicensed podcast, who if you haven't listened or don't follow them, you 100% should. They have such just a positive um, kind of vibe and and outlook. And um, we're going to be joined by Jessica and Aaliyah from the Unlicensed Unlicensed podcast. And I'm going to do a better job of speaking for the rest of the episode. So I hope you're excited. I'm super excited to have this conversation. And today we're going to be talking all about outside influences on relationships. So stay tuned and we will get into that. All right. Hi, everyone. Joined by the Unlicensed podcast. So do you guys want to just tell us who you are and and a little bit about your podcast? Hello, everyone. Hello. Um, So you are also talking to our podcast today. So I am Jessica and Leah. You guys know that. Um, (laughs) But we have a podcast basically about mental health. It's called Unlicensed Podcast. Unlicensed Podcast. We talk about things that we feel are important and we give perspective to things that we feel like are mundane maybe or one-sided in life but mostly we just kind of shoot the shit and talk about what we think and what we believe in so for anyone who doesn't know us that's what we do yeah and I think it's mainly like I wouldn't say we have like a target audience but I would say like life in your 20-somethings can be like very interesting um, and then adulting is interesting. It can be a lot um, going into the quote unquote real world and like trying to navigate it, navigate um, friendships, relationships, family, your mental stability, like just a bunch of different things. So we touch on like a, an entire like diaspora of things. Oh, um, So, yeah. Awesome. We'd love to hear about you too for our podcast. Yes. yes. Um, so I'm Amanda. I have Dating Will Be the Death of Me, which is a podcast about it started off with just my kind of fails in dating, um, but it's kind of developed into me having people come on and talk about some different things. Um, I've had a lot of guests from some different Netflix shows. So that's been cool just to kind of get the background of what goes into actually filming a dating show um, and just kind of talking about the good parts and the bad parts of dating. Unfortunately, yeah. it's a lot of bad parts, but <laughs> I'm holding out hope that maybe I won't need to to have this podcast for much longer or I'll change the name of it. Maybe it'll be <laughs> a little more, it'll be more positive. Yeah. Dating was not the death of me. Right. So, yeah. Literally. Yes. Dating. Yeah. Cause sometimes it feels like I won't get out alive. So no, it, it, yeah, it can like, especially that beginning part where people see you promising and then something happens. You're like, damn. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's harder to like, as you get older, you're just like, where are all of the good ones? Yeah. Where did they go? Where are they at? Why does everyone suck? <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. And it's a lot of that where you, you know, they check all the boxes in the beginning and then you get to know them and you're like, oh, you're kind of a trash human being. Yeah. You, you kind of put up this, you know, fake the facade of, you know, getting someone to go on a date with you and then it, it crumbles and you're not carrying through. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I, I really appreciate your podcast because especially with the past few years, mental health, I, I just, I've personally struggled so much with trying to stay positive and, and looking for that light at the end of the tunnel because it's felt endless. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. 
I love the positivity and your check-ins that you guys do on Instagram. I love just, yeah. know, just know there's people out there. Yeah, no, that was something that we had talked about, like, really offhand, which is like, we really want to engage more with people that like are on our Instagram, but maybe not transition over to just the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so that was just kind of a way for us to connect with people and the way that that has helped. So like, to me, I'm like, well, anyone can really do that. Yeah. Yeah. Any, you don't necessarily be a podcast or even like a content creator or or an influencer, like anyone who has the heart to like ask and that's not like if you don't want to do that, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you have that urge to like maybe do something like that, I think that's something anyone can do. Yeah. yeah. It's just see like, the people that are in your kind of like social space, which is where a lot of us live, especially because of the pandemic. Like, why not ask ask how people are doing? Ask how people are doing. That yeah. can also be another great way to like meet people or like talk to people that you don't normally talk to. Like, and with doing our check ins, like even today, we had um, one of our followers like message us back. Cause she, she messaged us like two weeks ago about her check-in and about how she was like going through a lot. And then she messaged us like this morning and was telling us like, she updated us and we were just like, Oh my God, like that's so good. And so it's having those connections with people and just helping them stay positive whenever it's really hard to stay positive. I think that was like main point of like our check-ins was just make sure like, is everyone good surveying the room? Yes. No. Perfect. Right. And I, I think it's funny how there's such the stigma that you can't connect through your phone. That's mm. something I hear all the time. As a high school teacher, I I defend the kids a lot. I'm like, just because they're on their phone doesn't like they still FaceTime each other. They call each other, which I think is adorable. I have students who are like, oh, yeah, we FaceTime until two o'clock last night or in the morning, just like chatting. And I'm like, OK, so you're using your phone to connect. It's definitely something that I think mm-hmm. is, is very useful because, I mean, that's how I connected with you guys was through Instagram. So I think it's a really useful tool. Wait, I have to ask Yeah, because I have a sister who's 13 and the way things are being expedited because of social media is kind of gross. Yeah. Like and the things that she knows, how is that? Like, how is like being the dating thing? Like, cause I mean, teachers know, they know. Yeah. So like, how is that now? Like dating with these high schoolers? Are they like, it's, it's scary. Cause when I, I hear everything and I, I, the kids don't understand. I really mean like I hear everything. So I'll hear them talking like, oh yeah, like I have a date later. And I'm just like, when I was in middle school or high school, date was like, you go to the movies, you get dropped off and picked up and that's mm-hmm. it. I don't know what they're doing, but I, that's one of those situations where I'm like, I don't want to know. <laughs> but I will say there's a lot of, of students who have been in like long-term relationships with like their middle school boo, like up until high school and like graduate with them. I don't know if that's just like specific to my district, but it's kind of cute. I'm like, oh wow, they're still together. Like their relationships last longer than mine. <laughs> I'm an adult, <laughs> like making me look bad. Yeah. But it is true. I mean, some of the things they say, I'm just like, where did you hear that? Right, right. Like the things that are coming out of my sister's mouth. I'm like, do you understand that you're 13 years old? Like, right. how is it possible? And like most of the time they don't even understand what they're saying. They're just repeating yes. it, but it's yes. horrifying. Like I have, yeah. ugh, yes, whenever the number, like we'll do sport recaps um, on the news for school. And the other day it was like, the score was 69 to 43 or something. And all the kids were like giggling. I'm like, stop it. It's gross. And I hate even having to like- It's a numerical number, you guys. Yeah. A numerical 
the number. And I'm like, shut up. Like, you don't even. My sister does that too. Yeah. It's, you want to like shake them and be like, it's not funny. (laughs) Oh, it's not. And it's the fact that they think it's funny that tells you how little they actually know. Exactly. It's not funny. What's funny about it? It's not, right? But. Interesting. It is. It's it's horrifying, but there's. <laughs> I try to focus on the good part. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. They're not sociopaths. They can have like long lasting relationships, <laughs> <laughs> or at least they'll try. They'll try. <laughs> uh, well, do we want to get to kind of like our our topic for the episode? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Do you want to tell our listeners what we're going to be talking about today? Yes. So today, so if you guys didn't know on our podcast, April is the month of relationships for us. Like we've dedicated all four weeks to love and the loss of love. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're coming out of our last episode was like the tail end of breakups into like that really beginning part of dating. So we're going to keep going with that today. And it worked out that we're clapping on this week. Literally perfect. Yeah. So we'll talk today about that kind of like the awkward I would say part of when you start dating someone a little bit more seriously which is like the friends mm-hmm. and the family mm-hmm. and the things that they say and you don't know if they're bad or not like the things that you have to the awkward pieces of that part yeah so we'll talk about that yeah yeah it, I would agree it's pretty awkward sometimes um mm-hmm. do you guys have like a a rule or like a kind of time limit that you gauge when to introduce your significant other to your family and friends or is it kind of a depends on who it is I wouldn't necessarily not time like very specific like oh in two months or like six months like I don't think it's that kind of time um, but for me, whenever I know it's like time for me to introduce like my partner to my family is whenever I feel us being a bit more serious than just like going on dates and seeing mm-hmm. each other and just like hanging out, going to get dinner. Like if I see longevity in somebody um, and if I see potential in somebody, we talked about potential in the episode, anyone has potential, but something that goes like deeper than just potential, that's whenever I know like, okay, I think it's time for you to meet my mom and my dad, which for me personally it's like a very big step just because of the relationship and the just situations and places that I've been with my parents um if you meet my parents this is it yeah (laughs) this is it's serious this is is important to me do not make me look bad (laughs) that's what's happening in my head yeah it just goes well. But usually if I just see longevity and potential in someone, if I can see a future with you, that's whenever I can see myself introducing you to my family. What about you, Jess? Um, I think I'm similar, but like for, I think maybe different reasons. Like my family, like is, I have four like younger kids in my house, mm-hmm. uh, which last time I introduced anyone to my family was my current boyfriend, which was almost three years ago. So I was even in a different place in my life then, but it was important to me because like, obviously they're little siblings. So they're going to attach to whoever I bring home. Yeah. Um, and then my mom's like my best friend and she, my mom is no bullshit. So that was also like, so it's like, I wanted to bring them home. Cause my mom will be the type to look at me and be like, listen, if you're happy, fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, gonna let you know, this is not, this is not it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'll literally. like her to tell me that. I'm like, tell me two things. Tell me every bad thing you hate about them because I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. After my first breakup, I remember my mom going, well, I saw this and I saw that and I saw that. I'm like, yeah. but you did the funny. Right. Like, yeah, tell so- me ahead of the time. Like, save me the time. Yeah. <laughs> literally save me the time, yeah. the energy, all of it. Yeah. Save me that. I think that's a big deal though. Yeah. That's one of my pet peeves is when you break up and everyone's like, yeah, we didn't really think they were the one for you. Like, okay, thanks. Thanks for letting me know. (laughs) Thanks for letting me form all these feelings. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, So do you think for you, Aaliyah, like, is it harder to introduce the person to one parent over the other or? So I feel like, um, after I, uh, well, I guess your listeners don't know. Um, I am gay. So I came out in 2011. So it's been like a full entire decade um, since that's happened. It's It feels like longer, but it mm-hmm. has not been that long, I guess. But initially, like at first, like my mom and I were not like on like common ground whenever it came to my sexuality and, you know, who I was attracted to and who I felt connections with. And so my dad literally will talk to a brick wall. My dad (laughs) doesn't like, he just will talk to anybody. And my dad's biggest thing was just like, if you're happy, then I'm happy. And he didn't want me to feel like I didn't have anyone in my corner because it can get very dark. And even though I had one parent in my corner, it still got very dark for me. And so like in the beginning, in the beginning of it all, I didn't feel like I was able to like tell my mom as much or like, tell my mom who I was talking to or if I was going on a date. And now my mom is like way more open to it because at this point, my mom just sees it as my happiness and not so much as me being with someone that she did not expect me to be with. Um, It just boils down to happiness. And so I think now it's in the back of my mind, I still get nervous whenever I introduce like my partners to my mom specifically because one, my mom is very um honest (laughs) not like forthright like that person but to me afterwards so i know whenever they leave and i leave and i go back to see my parents mom was gonna be like so here's the deal i'm gonna be like okay well lay it on me (laughs) and so i think now it's not as nerve-wracking i think it still makes me a little bit nervous just because i care a lot about what my parents think because i'm really close to my parents i tell them a lot of everything that happens in my life so i want them to like my partners but I just always get nervous introducing them to my mom specifically because my mom's just an amazing person. She's a very strong woman. Um, and I look up to her a lot and I want her to like, know that, you know, um, you raised me properly and I know how to like pick a partner and I can see, um, characteristics and people that are positive or negative before it gets to that point. Um, so I think my mom's, um, opinion matters a little bit more than my dad's opinion, um, just because I know my mom will be completely and totally honest with me yeah. um, and we can have those conversations now, which is nice. That's good awesome. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. That's yeah. a milestone. That was a major mind, milestone for me. I was just like, I just sat down my dad. I was like, mom, we've come a long way, Miss girl. Like, we have, <laughs> we have a long way. She was like, yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, it's been drastic. Like the 360 that's happened. I'm very, very, um, appreciate it that that has happened because I know a lot of people don't experience that so yeah no and, and I think that that probably just feels so good for you too like yeah. knowing yeah. you know this person like you said is now in my corner but is going to be honest to honest to me in a way that is helpful to you right exactly I think I what do you guys feel about the term like brutally honest because I feel like a lot of people say they're brutally honest and I just 
the brutal part, I don't think is necessary. I think be honest. Just be honest. Just be I honest. like the term tough love better. I think tough love is a is a better term because I feel like that is like has the love piece. Yeah, you're saying and brutal. You know it's just I like because mean? a lot of things <laughs> right. are in the way you bring them up. Like if I say I'm gonna be brutally honest with you, like your brain hears brutal negativity. Yeah, but if you say I'm gonna give you tough love, your brain hears love. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, pick like the bit the word with the highest connotation. Mm-hmm. So I like the term tough love. I'm a big advocate of tough love. I at least I've gotten there. Like mm-hmm. in my later kind of like in this college age, where I'm kind of like becoming more of my own person. I think I've had to learn like that tough love piece, but I want to ask as well, like who, if you had to bring someone home, like where are you, are you bringing them to your family house or would you bring them to like a neutral space for like a meal, (laughs) like a restaurant? See, I feel like I usually like to bring them to my family's house because I'm kind of a jerk in that way. Like you, like we're going in, like you, you know, you're getting thrown really into it. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. Like, cause my family, similar to what you are saying is it's so important to me what they think. And I want them to be close with the person I'm with. Um, so I, I want them to be able to basically, can they hang? And if they yeah. can, that's awesome. If not, I'm going to really reconsider kind of maybe what my family's seeing that I'm not, or maybe what right. I'm focusing on that maybe you know, I, I kind of have to do a perspective perspective switch. Um, so I, I like to bring them home because for me too, like I'm pretty chill. I'm pretty casual. I don't need to go out to like a fancy restaurant to introduce them um, to my family. Right. I think it's easier just to have real conversations in a, I don't know, in a home. Come to your setting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think you get past the, like I always joke with my friends about things like the shoe rule. You know, like when you go over to somebody's house and like sometimes we're like, why don't you take your shoes off? And like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So when you get past that, I feel like in the house is like kind of nice sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree. I feel like sometimes at the restaurant, because then there's like a whole other anxiety of like, what do I order? Yeah, like, I need, I are we all like, drinking? I want to drink. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like if I'm more comfortable in my setting, sometimes I feel like my partner can feed off of my comfortability. Definitely. Um, yeah. Like they see if I'm comfortable, then they might be a little more comfy, yeah. and we're not just both like, "Oh, we're at this restaurant. What's going to happen next?" Like, yeah, you can order. Is somebody going <laughs> to drop some food? Is someone's child going to start yelling? <laughs> yeah. I just rather be in like a controlled setting, like my parents' house. Nothing yeah. crazy is going to happen there. Yeah. And it's funny because I've actually brought down, brought brought home someone, and they got a little too comfortable too quick, and that was kind of a turnoff for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I get. I totally get that. Yeah. He was like changing the channel on the TV. And I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm like, that's one step that's too far. It was weird. It was really weird. And then like, I got up to go help with dinner or something. And then next thing I know, he was like outside, I don't know, taking a phone call or something. I was like, just cause I leave, like, you still have to interact with my family. Don't leave just cause I leave. Yes. It was strange. There's unspoken rules. Like you yeah. need to be on your best behavior. Yeah. Peace and peace, please. Sir. Yes. And if that is his best behavior, then I don't know. <laughs> a little, yeah. A little concerning. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely, I definitely prefer to be in my place and similar to what you were saying, Aaliyah, like they definitely can tell if you're more comfortable or if you're on edge, I think that yeah. would, cause I know for me, like if I notice my partner is really stressed out or anxious, that, that rubs off on me. And especially like I'm already anxious meeting other people's family. 
I don't need you to be anxious. Like yeah. you be comfortable. <laughs> let me, let me get some of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what's more scary for you introducing your significant other to your family or your friends? Friends. 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 I would because agree. I'm friends. And you're friends with me. <laughs> Because, because we have each other's backs so bad. Yeah, but Cole didn't even get the root of it all because he, he was already here, right? But just because my friends are like, because I, I'm like the very, I'm very gentle. Like I'm not very like, I'll let you down easy type of a person. My friends are all like, if we don't like something, you will know. And so like bringing like your significant other, like you, your potential significant other around mm-hmm. your friends, like. I don't it know. I think it little, depends on your friends. It, it makes me a little nervy. So I know like my friend groups, if I, if my, if I bring my significant other around my friends, I know one, they're going to get to ask him lots of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, they're going to be remembering everything that my partner is saying to then remind me later and be like, Hey, what did they mean by this? Or what, uh, you probably need to talk to her about this, or I don't really know if this won't work out in a year or two. And I'm just like, girl, <laughs> Be quiet. So yeah. I, I try to make sure that specifically, I feel like my partner usually meets my family before they meet my friends. I feel like if they meet my family and it goes well, they yeah. can meet my friends. Okay. And I feel like that will go just as good for the most part. Um, interesting. Yeah. See, that's, that is interesting for me as well. I feel like um, my friends always end up being first, yeah. but I think like I get nervous mostly as well because it's like, especially if it's like a super social space, it's like, how are they going to interact with my friends? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like, you know, you and your friends have like, like what you were saying, like we have inside jokes, like we have things that we don't even know that we're doing. Like right. Leah and I talk in this voice sometimes and like, we don't even know what we do it. We don't know we do it. So it's like, when you bring someone in, it's almost like you're kind of like, <laughs> like y'all what are weird. they going to That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Cause as much as you're judging, they're also judging back. Absolutely. Yeah. When you are yeah. friends for the first time, you're like, mm. what are y'all talking about? Yeah. Right. What are y'all doing? Yes. Yeah. Why do you sound like that? That man have a four loco. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not a four loco. And then you're like, do you drink four locos? <laughs> yeah. Questions and answers. That is an important thing to know. Yeah. No, it is. It really is. Yeah. As, do, as, you let your, do you let your partners meet your family first or your friends first? I feel like my friends first because they are the ones that are going to ask a lot of questions. My parents are so friendly and outgoing, but they get like oddly quiet when I bring someone home. My mom's like, I feel like they're just, they're trying to be on their best behavior. So my mom's like, oh, hi. Yeah. Like there's this weird, awkward, I'm like, <laughs> just talk. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, yeah, no, right? <laughs> and my dad, like, he thinks he's hilarious. He always tries to tell like stupid jokes. And I'm like, you are funny, but you're not being funny right now. Yeah, you oh. could just like not. Dads are just. It's always it's always the parents too. Yeah, you bring them when they're saying certain things, and you're like, "You have talking. never said this before yeah. in my 27 year life. Why did you choose?" But like Jessica always used to insert embarrassing thing, and I'm yeah. like, "Why are you talking?" <laughs> Honestly, and it's like the first time you've ever heard that story. You're like, "No, I'm, news to me." I was like, I know it it is weird it's like just act like a normal person 
please. No, I don't know why. It's like they revert back to like 10 when they're like, ew, Johnny pooped his pants. Like that's like very much the, like, the mood. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Oh. No, so I feel like when my when I bring someone home, I'm more on edge with my family because my friends, I, my friends are very like opening and accepting. They want the best for me. They've seen me with a horrible boyfriend in the past. So I feel like they are more discerning because they know kind of the extent of what I went through. I haven't told my parents everything and I don't tell my parents everything. Like I don't have that typical like mom daughter relationship. Like I don't tell her my secrets don't talk about like dating or anything. So they're usually, they come second. Yeah. And that I, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really, I value my little brother's opinion a lot. Um, I had said he's like 23. And if my boyfriend can hang with my brother, that mm-hmm. means so much to me. Um, yeah. Cause he's just like, I don't know, like I have such a soft spot in my heart for him. So I want him yeah. to be able, like, I'd love if my boyfriend and my brother could just like go hang out on their own. That's like yeah. the goal. So yeah. yeah, if he's not feeling someone, I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> what, do, yeah. what do I need to, you know, like switch up? Yeah, right. So. That makes a lot of sense with the brother too. I hear, I feel like I hear that a lot. I have like a similar thing with my mom because my mom is very like football on Sundays, chicken mm-hmm. wings, mom, like we don't go shopping together. We don't yeah. shop. So it's like, I guess like similar. Cause my mom's so chill. Like I want like my boyfriend to be able to just like sit on the couch and hang out with her and like have a beer and talk about sports. Like yeah. I want for them and I can also join if I please, or I can leave the room if I please. I don't want to feel like I have to have my partner on a leash when I'm at home. Like yeah. I can't leave them. If I feel like I can leave you alone with my parents and you guys can still carry on normal conversation and just like, yeah, that's kick shit deal. and laugh and yeah. continue to like enjoy yourselves. I'm just like, oh, this warms my heart. Right. And now you're with me forever. And yeah. then I start smiling. <laughs> you're like, when are we buying the house? When are we, <laughs> when are we getting married? When are we getting a doll? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the whole nine. Literally. Yeah. But it is super attractive to see them get along with your, with your people. Cause then yes. you want an easy fit. You don't want it to be like trying to fit a square peg into a, a round hole. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Have your friends ever had to sit you down and be like, yeah, no. Like this one, not for you. Have you ever had that sit down? Mm, yes, but it had to happen a few times with my like abusive boyfriend. We mm-hmm. just, it was like two years of like knowing and them knowing mm-hmm. and us having the conversations. But I was just talking to my friend Rudy about how when couples fight, they make up and they want everyone else to forget about the fight the next day. And it was a lot of that, but it's, you can't mm-hmm. erase people. You can't erase things from people's minds. So yeah, they, I feel like we've had, we had a few sit downs and then finally it clicked. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the only example of that. Have you guys have that, have had that happen? I have. Um, well, someone that I probably shouldn't have been with <laughs> like three weeks ago, I feel. Um, and it was just not, the relationship that I needed to be in. But for me, whenever I've been with someone for so long and if something feels comfortable, um, and like you said, whenever you tell like your friends or your family about like a fight that you guys had and how you guys can like make up and be fine and like talk through it, your friends don't do that. Right. And so like my friends, they literally had to like multiple texts, multiple FaceTimes, multiple like 
lunch dates because this is never I was still in college mm. and they were just like Aaliyah you really need to just like let her go and I'm just like no I'm in love but and it was like this whole thing and I was just like girl and eventually it ended um not on the best of terms but like we said in our last episode like you don't always closure isn't always completely necessary depending on the situation like and for that. me even in that situation the closure was not necessary um, the closure that I got was from venting with my friends, but I, I definitely had to have a couple of sit down conversations in a relationship that I was in in college for my friends to be like, Aaliyah, no. Yeah, that like, ain't it. <laughs> to me, no. And it took so long, but sometimes those conversations are completely necessary. And if you have real friends, mm-hmm. they will do that for you. Yeah. No matter how many times it has to be, they will do that for you. Right. They will. Yeah, I love when you guys were talking about that because we are kind of programmed to think that you de- you need closure. And there's been so many times where like in seeking the closure, I've only done more damage to myself. Yeah. And it's like, what am I, what do I need? I need to move on. I don't need to keep revisiting this person who clearly wasn't the right person for me. So I, I like that we don't need closure or closure can be something different. Like you said, talking with friends. So yeah, it's interesting though. So I put up the polls just like kind of around this topic and I was surprised by a lot of my followers responses to, um, I said, would you break up with someone if your friends or family didn't get along with them? And only 14% said yes. Yeah. I saw that. I was also very surprised by that. Yeah. I, I low-key wasn't surprised by that. And I think it's mainly because people don't pay attention to like red flags and they don't like to pay attention to like what their family says all the time. Cause they'd be like, Oh, you don't know them. But you also have to think about it. Like this is your family. They're not in your relationship. This is like outside looking in and it's not looking good. Yeah. So you probably listen, like, even if it doesn't lead to a breakup, I definitely feel like you should talk to your family more to figure out like, what is really happening to maybe have a conversation with your partner, get to the root of the issue. And if you simply cannot come to terms, then you should probably separate. Yeah. But I feel like it is, um, it wasn't surprising to me, but also kind of surprising to me all at the same time. Cause then most of them said, does your family or friends opinions matter? 55% yet said yes. But then 14% mm-hmm. said they would break so up. Like it matters, but not enough. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yes, yeah, it matters, but uh, not as much. But no, I mean, it's surprising to me more. I think, like, I know that there are going to be a percentage of people, I think, also depending on your support system and like what that looks like, and also like the reasoning why. Um, I think that plays into it, so I think that can make up some of that massive percentage. But I think the other piece is so interesting because I think a lot of times we've all been there where like you are in those situations and your friends are looking at you like girl like (laughs) and most of the time we don't listen on the first go yep or the second go because you're so deep in it right but then you you don't want to see you like have blinders yeah Yeah, but then you learn from it so that's why I'm like surprised that it was so low because I feel like a lot of us have that experience like pretty young because that's like normally there's like a law of like the three types of um relationships that you enter and the first one is like the puppy love, the young love, like the head over heels love. The second one is like the really challenging one, the one that pushes you, the one that kind of like teaches you all of the lessons good and bad about relationships. But they're not your person. And the third one, like serious one is when it clicks. And there's like a whole phenomenon about that. 
So I think it's interesting that it is so low because I, I do think that you generally have that experience like fairly young, I think for a lot of us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then the other poll was just, have you had a partner that your friends or family didn't like? And then a lot of people said yes, which I'm yes. like, okay, yeah, think, not just yeah. me. <laughs> that would make sense. That's, that's the piece I'm talking about. I think a lot of us have had that yeah. experience, mm-hmm. but then you typically don't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, you try, you try to learn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What has been like your worst situation of bringing someone home or like introducing to friends? Was there any, anyone I, that was like, I have a really bad one. one. Oh, yeah. God. I've actually never told this story on the podcast. I've, I've, <laughs> I've never told it. the Mine debut. Never told <laughs> but um, so I was dating someone and they were younger than me, like by a year. And okay. so it carried into college. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where just certain things that were happening, like my, my best friend in the whole world, like inseparable for like 10 plus years was not having it. Like she was just seeing things that I wasn't seeing. I could see it. I mean, like, yeah, no. And so I was going home like every weekend, like I was making excuses to go home. Um, and I would like lie about it, which was so dumb because I knew. You can't lie for but, one. Yeah, but true. <laughs> and I knew that it wasn't a good situation. And so, but I continued to do it. And so then you were I going home to, to see him. See him. Okay. Because he was young. So I was in college, but he was still at home. Yeah. Okay. Which I now really advise against um, <laughs> because it, it, I mean, it's hard. But yeah. so, yeah, I kept him home and my best friend was also a, a freshman with me. So she was wanting to experience things. And I was always like, no, no, no. Like I have to go home for whatever the fuck reason. And yeah. I have to make up all these stories. And we ended up like not being friends because of that, because she oh, was wow. like, you were consistently choosing him over me. And so this whole like big blow up ensues and he gets really nasty with her personally. Oh, no. And it was just, it was a terrible experience. I spoke to her about it one time while it was happening Okay, over text. <laughs> oh, it was a text message conversation. The rest of it was handled by other people which is like 18 year old bullshit, right? Yeah. Like, it's just like, <laughs> right. kind of Never good. Yeah. But we didn't talk until him and I broke up and then we reached back and then we reconnected. Okay. You did reconnect at least. Yeah, we did. We're, she's upstairs. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. So we're good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> that was because she was right. I was like, I'm missing out on my entire first semester of college. And I yeah. ended up transferring out of USC because oh, wow. I wanted to go home so bad and be with him that I left USC to go do that. And then I ended up getting all the way thrown off track for a year and a half until I finally came back here. Yeah. So um, listen to your friends the first time. Because <laughs> money decisions, time decisions, family decisions, like yeah. for this person, even, but like, why? For what? You shouldn't have to change your entire life to fit someone else's. Yeah. And that's the lesson I took away from that experience. That. Um, a nightmare for me. This is never my mom was just like simply not with it. Um, I, once again, the relationship that I was in, that was probably not it for me. My parents also loved her. So that was weird, but she was just not a good person. Um, but I remember I brought her over for the very first time. My dad met her. Everything was fine. Like it was literally fine. We were sitting on the couch. Can't remember. I'm pretty sure football was on. Mm -hmm. And my mom literally turns the light on, walks into the living room, started a whole conversation, looks at me, looks at her goes quiet, walks out of the living room, cuts the light off, <laughs> goes into the laundry room, does a whole bunch of laundry, and then goes to her room. And I was just like... So she didn't even say hi? No. Oh, my gosh. No. 
I would have died. Said nothing. said nothing. And so she looks at me, I'm looking at her and she's just like, do I need to go? And I was just like, yeah. No, I think you're fine. Like my dad, I was like, my dad was fine. I was like, you're real fine. I was like, my mom's just like, yeah. you got fifty percent. You're fine. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Uh, my sister's like, my dad. You just had a conversation. I was like, oh my god. So I had the, I had a conversation with my mom later, and my mom was just like, I mean, I just didn't know what to say. And I was like, so you walk in, turn the light on, start having the conversation. You just shut the hell up, leave, turn yeah. the light off, and go to your room. Like that wasn't a good idea either, mom. Yeah, like, you're like oh, so that awkward. Was, that was that was that was the worst for me because yeah. usually I could prepare my mom and be like, "Mom, someone's coming over." Yeah, be nice. nice. <laughs> like just do that. And I guess I like didn't have that conversation because I thought we were past it at that point, but clearly we were not. But you know, that's so that uncomfortable. Yeah, I need to hear yours now. We just all we now we're now we're sharing. Oh gosh. Um. Well, so. This was a COVID relationship. I don't know what I was thinking like during. <laughs> it was like that what awkward, happened? like you would video chat for mm. a first meetup. Um, when you were technically. Yeah, yeah. It was, so we we ended up meeting up and then we dated for maybe a few months, but obviously everything was different. Like you weren't really meeting friends and family. He had talked mm -hmm. to my parents on FaceTime, like briefly. Um, but my one of my best friends and her husband came over to help me move. I was moving out of one apartment into another. So it was them two, me and this boy, and this man, sorry. I always call people like kids and boys, but he was a man. And I guess I, I was out with my friend, like moving stuff into the car. And the first thing that this guy said to my friend's husband was just, so what's your favorite cartoon? Like the first thing. And my friend was like, um, yeah, Ryan told me like, he was just talking about cartoons for a solid like three hours. Like that's all they talked about. Like three yeah. hours. Yeah, it was a lot. So I didn't. I didn't even know the kid like liked cartoons enough to talk about it for three hours. So that was just like the most recent one I can think of. That's not even that bad, but it was just kind of like. Oh, yeah, okay. but still, it's like cartoons for three hours, Mister Sir. No, like, it's not bad. It's just like. There's so many things that you could have asked, like, silver weather. Yeah. How's your day? Right. What do you do for work? What was his favorite cartoon? Did we ever find that out? Now I'm curious. Uh, he was like a Marvel person. Or no. Oh. Is there like cartoon Marvel? I don't know. Probably. I don't yeah, know anything. Probably. It was like comic Marvel and yeah. I don't know what you're saying about Marvel. Yeah. It was weird. I don't know. Now, I'm sorry to any Marvel fans if I insulted you with no. saying it's cartoon. <laughs> But. I like behavior, especially with the husband. Yeah, yeah, that's family then, right? And he he kind of vets my boyfriends, and he didn't pass the yeah. test. <laughs> but mm. did not pass the vibe check. Did not. No, the only other awkward, like my grandfather, is a pretty hard, like he has a hard exterior, and if you don't mm. know him, you think he's probably really rude. And he will very rarely engage with someone if I bring them home. But I think he was trying to, like, scare the boyfriend that I brought home one day. Just started talking about, like, burying bodies in our backyard. And I'm like, this is not a true story. Why are you making this up? I'm like, he's Italian, so he could kind of put on, like, the, like, mobster. Like, the mafia. Yeah, the mafia. Like, no, we'll bury your body if we have to. I'm like. Sit, Let's sit down. down. <laughs> why, summer? why do families? I don't know. It's, and it's mainly like men and families that are just like 
yeah, I'm going to say, I'm like, you really don't have to say right? anything. Yeah. It's like asserting <laughs> dominance. Yeah. Oh. That's hilarious. Yeah. Other than that, I feel like, like I said, my parents, meanwhile, they just get awkward sometimes. So mm-hmm. even if they don't like someone, they won't tell me until after. Like they, right. they can have, you know, the social graces yeah, not to be. For a little bit. Yeah. Right. My family and I call it social. Like whenever we're like out, we call it fake social. Okay. So like if we run into people, we'll be like, oh, you have to be social. So that's <laughs> we like prepare each other for Putting that. a face on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you know when you run into something that you knew 10 years ago in the Walmart and you have to do the thing. Mm-hmm. That literally has to me so today in the parking lot at Target. What are you doing no. with the, in the things? Yeah. yeah, that's social. <sighs> literally walking to my car and like trying to be like, um, and get in my car like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like get me out of here. Like, ah, it's so done. exhausting. Like I thought, mm-hmm. I thought everyone would kind of give that up after, you know, being mm-hmm. quarantined for two years, like is too much energy. I think we've all kind of learned where to like put our energy and mine is not fake being nice to people. Yeah. <laughs> I have a really hard time. My, my friend called me out for it a few times of just like not being able to, to put that face on. Yeah. <laughs> Busting bitch face is just like, why are you yeah. still talking? <laughs> no, I, I feel like. You know what? This honestly goes into dating and like those first few dates. Sometimes you do have to like force yourself to go because mm-hmm. you know it'll for you or because you want to have the experience. But you have that's what honest to God, a first date is, is being social yes. because you have to be on your best behavior. And even or if they're trying. talking about comics, you have to pretend to like care. Yep. You know, <laughs> that shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, my God, I love SpongeBob. Like, what do you like? <laughs> You know, like you have to do like, that oh my thing. God, me too. So being social is unfortunately a part of life, but I honestly think it's worse when you're like in that first stage of dating before like you're enough in where you can be like yourself completely. Please stop talking. Yeah. yeah. Like wait a second. Like no right. one's talking about something. Yeah, you have to say, <laughs> right. like, really. Is that right? How long I don't has that do, been going on? I don't even do that. I'll just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Change subject. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about this. Unless I feel like I can like hold a conversation ever so slightly. But if I know I can't, I'd be like, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not interested. Let's, you know, <laughs> talk about something else. Yeah. Do there you- are some topics you should never bring up on a first date. I th- I think, anyway. There are some yeah, things plenty. you should talk about on a first date. There's plenty. Such as? What are you? Um, things I think you shouldn't talk about on the first day, um, money, exes, mm. and politics. Mine's politics. Don't talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Like, yeah, I'm comes out of it. I feel like for the most part, nothing good, nothing good comes out of talking about politics. One, especially if you don't know the person <laughs> properly at first. Yeah. And, and then the, then the date gets awkward. Like maybe that can be like a text message conversation or like, Maybe whenever you're a little further into your relationship, that can be a conversation. But I feel like off rip, that probably shouldn't be a conversation. Financial stances and how much money you make, I don't think should ever be a topic of conversation unless you're getting married or married. Mm. Um, to understand like where your money lies, how you're going to do bills and stuff like that. And exes, I just feel like you should save that. Yeah. For a day. I, I hate when people bring up exes on the first date because like this is a fresh start. We don't need to talk about we that. Don't that we don't need to bring that at all I'm gonna say though with politics like I don't want to have a full-out like conversation about stances and stuff but I think it's really important like you can usually tell if someone's gonna be <laughs> one way or the other yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I just you know some people are really good at hiding 
being like a horrible person. So I've had a few, it just comes up kind of naturally and it's like, oh yeah, no, I, I don't support this. And it's like, oh, okay, well that's going to be a huge issue. So we probably, probably shouldn't. Yeah. And like, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but there's three words that like, if someone says them, it's like a deal breaker. And I've been on a few dates where people have said one, two, or all three. And that's just like an indication to me that you don't respect the same things that I respect or like, you don't have the same values. What are the three words? Um, so the R word, which mm-hmm. a lot of people still use. And it's- I don't know why people still use that word. There are so many words in the dictionary. Yeah. Words mean that choose a different word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, so our generation definitely grew up using it, which is horrible to think back to how like commonplace it was. But our generation also has learned why it's not okay to use anymore. Correct. So yeah, when grown men use that word, I'm just like, Ew, what is wrong yeah. with you? Yeah. Huge. Like, no, um, the N word and the F word, not fuck, but yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I yes. heard that one yes. the other day. My head, the other day. Yeah, my head whipped around. Like, because you know, that one I don't feel like I hear that much anymore. No. It depends on the person, like, or the and situation. The yeah. But right. I really never hear that word. And I heard it the other day and I went, whoa. Like, it catches, because my mom yeah. has a partner. My best friend here is right. gay. Yeah. And don't talk <laughs> about it. Like, unless you're calling them beautiful people, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's, it's, again, like, I feel like our generation, grew up and that was more commonplace but again we know it's not okay to say yeah so So please so just don't yeah and I've I've been on dates where I've said like these are the three words before that person has said any of the words and then they still proceed to say the words so that's just (laughs) yeah it's like I feel like it's a slap in my face it's like I really don't even you told me the three things that are going to be an issue and I'm just going to ignore it anyways. So I think why do people, I just don't understand people's train of thoughts. I'm just like, if you're first going on a date with someone, first of all, why are any of those three words in like the tango? Right. Like there's, I feel like there's never a correct situation to bring up any of those words. So why did you think today was a good day? Right. (laughs) Why did you choose today? But then that just makes me think that it is a part of their vocabulary. Yep. And that's also like very scary to think about for some people. Yeah. Um, just being like, what kind of life did you live? And then think about it somewhere and be like, you know what? Actually, I don't want to know. Yeah. Right. I don't want to know it all. Right. Save it for your therapist. Save it for your bestie boo. Yeah. I don't know who you save it for. Don't save it for me. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to hear any of it. No. People are interesting. I'll tell you that for free. That that is that's a word for it for sure. <laughs> interesting. Um. Do you guys, is there anything else that you want to touch on? Or I have a question, like a closing question. Yeah. So this is, I feel like I kind of took this question. Have you, have you heard of the podcast, um, Just Break Up? No, I've heard of it. Okay. They kind of do, they ask the same question at the end of each episode when they have a guest on. So Mm -hmm. I decided like, I want to kind of start doing that. So Is there a piece of dating advice that you live by or should live by, but maybe don't? I have mine. Go ahead. That's quick. 
Well, I Jessica's just like full of quotes yeah, and I am. advice. So this one is one that I learned in my relationship that I'm currently in and has honestly kept us as healthy as we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone is right in their own mind. You know, everyone believes that they are 100% right and 100% justified in whatever they do Mm -hmm. or else they do it. So when you understand that people think that they're doing their best or they're doing things right, it makes it a lot easier to be gracious and to forgive and to help direct if you need something differently. So I think instead of realizing the people we're dating, we just look at them as they're their own hero, just as we are. Has that made it really easy or easier for you in your relationship? Yes, because I think a lot of times, like, especially our society is so accustomed to, like, villainize the people that we date, especially men. Mm-hmm. Men get shit on all the time. And I'm not saying they don't always deserve it, but I think a lot of times, like, they think they're right, too. Yeah. You know, they... Which is terrifying sometimes. You know, women get complimented all the time, whether it's from men, their friends, whoever. They're, we're beautiful. We're this, we're that. Men never get told that at all, unless they're taking their shirt off on TikTok. You know, mm-hmm. like <laughs> men live a different life. They don't have a lot of the reinforcement that they do. They don't have the friendships that women have to, for the most part. So mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just made me realize like he comes at things from his own lived experiences and his own values and the own his own ways of being accustomed. So I need to respect that and, and try and find a common ground. And he's not a villain just because we don't agree. I like that a lot. Thank yeah. you. And that sounds like something I should live by, but would be hard for me. It it seems like, yeah, yeah. It definitely would be a perspective switch because similar to like what I was just talking about when people use words that are offensive, like they think they're right in that situation, right? So would you be gracious? Could you find a way to be gracious? No. Okay. So it doesn't apply. Okay. Okay. Situational, what Jess is saying. They they still think they're right. Yeah. But like. To me, that's morally wrong. Okay. So I'm more talking about like that gray area of like love languages or communication yeah. style or um, lifestyle, things like that. Right. Like, like why I'm don't they do the dishes? Oh, yeah. yeah. I have heart limits. And yeah, those three are mine. Okay. A four, I fully okay. relate to all of these. <laughs> Human rights are not on the table. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's um, I think mine, and I think this is just something that I live by every single day in my day-to-day life is, and I said on the podcast, we were talking about confrontation. We're outside at your mom's, um, closed mouths do not get fed. So my mom used to say that to me almost every other day of my life growing up, mainly because I was like such me now, if, if like 10 year old Aaliyah could see 27 year old Aaliyah, she'd be like, damn girl what happened to you? Like, what you <laughs> like, what kind of shit did you go through? Because I was, I was so mild mannered as a kid. I was very safe mm-hmm. as a kid. I didn't try to do too much. I was not very like adventurous, anything that like seemed like a little bit dangerous or was pushing me a little bit too far out of my comfort zone. I was just like, no, but I feel like as I've gotten older, whenever you don't say things, you can't expect anything to come of it. So especially whenever I'm in like a relationship with someone and if something happens, I'm absolutely going to tell you how I'm feeling. Like if my mom taught me nothing else in life, she taught me that you have to, especially being a black woman, you have to speak up for yourself Mm -hmm. and you have to mean what you say and say what you mean the first time. Because most of the time for different minorities in the world and just like, even if you're in relationships, you get one time. 
Yeah. First impressions are everything and you should absolutely mean what you say. And if something is bothering you in a relationship and workplace and friendships, whatever, you should say that because then you never know what could come of it. Like it could be really, really good or it could be really, really terrible, but either way it spins. Like you can take that and you can learn from it. So definitely in any of my relationships that I've been in, I always try to, if something's bothering me, something they said or something I said, because sometimes I just be saying stuff and I tell people that all the time. They don't believe me until something flies out of my mouth. Yeah. Sometimes I just say stuff. And if something that I said makes you feel a certain type of way or it makes you angry or whatever the case may be, I want you to tell me mm-hmm. because one, that's an amazing talking point. And two, I know what not to say anymore. Yeah. Or I know how to like tailor my words or whatever the case may be. Um and I know this is completely off topic. And Jessica was talking about love languages. And if I have any other dating advice, know your partner's love language. It is so important. I feel yeah. like we've said it episodes before. Mm-hmm. You should know your partner's love language. I was literally talking to my store director about this today because my store director was like, my husband's love language is physical touch and mine is words of affirmation. And I was just like, I get that. Yeah. Felt. Because it, just because you're, you and your partner don't have like the same communication styles, the same love language, whatever, Things can still work. Communication just has to be open. But yes, closed mouths do not get fed. Say what you mean. I love that. Relationships. You should absolutely tell your partner how you feel. If that is your partner and your person, you should be able to do that. Yeah. Comfortable. That's so important. And it's, I struggle with that so much still, but I've definitely come a long way. I, talking about my feelings was never something that I was encouraged to do. So, like, learning how to do that has taken a lot of effort and it takes the right person to be able to have patience. Um, Cause I, I'm like very much, I need to think first and then I can tell you how I'm feeling. But a lot of times people view that as like me shutting down and they get frustrated. And I'm like, yeah, I'm frustrated too. Cause I wish I was better at like, you know, dealing with emotions, but just right. give me a second. And then, and that's important for someone that I date to know. And I need to tell them that, which is, again, something I have to work on is communicating. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, love languages. And like you said, knowing your partners, because it's awesome to know yours, right? Because you know how to tell someone like, this is how I accept love and this ha- this is how I receive it. But you also, right. your partner should get that, that kind of same effort mm-hmm. from you, right? Like, okay, you don't want me all over you if you're not into physical touch, but that doesn't mean you don't love me. It's just different. So that's right. Yeah. Expressing love is different. Can I ask you a question to end off? Yeah, definitely. Um, What is the biggest lesson you've taken from dating the past year? Standing up for yourself when you know something's wrong um, and and just listening to your gut, I think is huge because I think a lot of times we're told to be polite and, you know, give someone a second chance, you know, stuff like that. And I've kind of learned that not everyone deserves a second chance, which I know that might be like a controversial take, but I, I've gotten a lot better at listening to my intuition. If something doesn't feel right, I don't have to stay. I don't have to, you know, put up with that. So I've gotten really good at leaving dates when they're not going well. Um, I love that. that It saved me a lot of time. Like I'll always tell the person I'm not going to, you know, sneak out the bathroom window. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
into the bush. <laughs> yeah, right. Bye. No, I've, I've literally, I've said, I, you know, I'm not really feeling this, so I'm going to go. And yeah, it saved me time. Which, yeah. Maybe I'm a jerk, but yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm actually on another date. But I'll let you know when I get home from that. I don't think we have to be polite if it's not no, benefiting no. us. Women, you never have to be polite to be anyone. Respectful to no. yourself. Be respectful yeah. to yourself. Be to yourself. We're graciously, graciously get up and go. Yeah. Pardon yourself. Yeah. And do the dash. <laughs> As my grandma would say, I need to walk in the garden. Just get up. I'd be like, see you later, girl. Well, thank you this guys so fun. much. Yeah, this was awesome. I need a part two immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. Sure. This is amazing. Yeah. Oh my God, I feel like I could learn so much from you. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> I am not. That, that like the get up from a table that's that is so i feel cool. like that takes a lot and even me being like as vocal as i am i feel like i could never do that that's but i always love that for other people so yeah. like, I, I don't think i've ever been on a terrible date oh um i'm jealous I, I, don't, I don't feel like i've ever been on a terrible date usually because i talk to a person long enough before i'm just like yeah, let's go get din din. Yeah. Um, and so like the text conversation or phone conversation, FaceTime is not hitting. We're not going to single place, ma'am. We're not going anywhere. I don't need to see you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to see me. Um, so I've never been on a terrible date. And so I feel like if I ever, I feel like if it was that bad, I would literally be like, okay, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good to go. Yeah. I feel like I probably would, but I have never been in that um, position. I'm going to start doing what you do then. I need to vet better. Cause I'm kind of the opposite. I'm like, we match one day on Hinge, and you're around. Let's go grab a drink, like same See, day. I, I, I would get so nervous because I would be so scared to go on a terrible date with yeah. someone. I feel like I have to text you for at least a couple weeks. But I like oh, that wow. too, though, because like just go, like you know, like some people <laughs> like say. I said, I've never been adventurous. Yeah. I yeah. get real nervous. I play it safe most of the time, unless I'm just like, I really like you. Let's go. But if it's <laughs> like that, I'm just like, yeah, we're gonna text. Let's yeah. Talk. <laughs> no, I, I I think that's because you can still get someone's vibe through FaceTime or the phone. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll do that before I jump, you know, to There's pros and cons to both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, are. yeah. Yeah. See, you haven't had to deal with any terrible dates. That's no. pro. That's a huge pro. But you learned the lesson. Pro. pro. Yeah. See? <laughs> you know how to leave. I don't know how to do that yet. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully you won't have to learn, but I think I, I think you could okay. if you if you had to, you could. Yeah. Uh, Definitely a part two. I'm excited. Yes, for yeah. sure. Well, enjoy the rest of your nights. You know, I'm gonna go pour some wine now too. <laughs> like, Thank you. Right, bye. Bye. bye.